Lauren Tate has covered more Illinois basketball games well than anybody. In this week's podcast, Tate Lines Unedited, we asked Lauren, in all these years of your coverage, 51-plus, what are your five favorite Illini teams to cover? He did some digging, went back a few years, came up with five. We'll get into those after this break. Hey, Jim Rosso, News Gazette Media, reminding you that every day at newsgazette.com, there's a bevy of podcasts for your listening pleasure, from Jim Turpin's Penny for Your Thoughts to Scott Beatty's Sports Talk to interviews with the movers and shakers in town on The Morning Show. Check it out, newsgazette.com. Search for podcasts. Basketball season's back, Lauren. I understand. Two games in. 2-0 and the Illini are heading into a big game against DePaul on, on Friday. That will be a big one. By the way, I've been doing a lot of research on George Mikan and those old games that uh, <laughs> that the Illini played against uh, DePaul back in the 40s when Mikan was the player of the year nationally and they went to the Final Four, DePaul did, and Illinois knocked them off a couple of times. So those are very interesting games because Illinois was a big mm-hmm. underdog and yet they won in the Chicago Stadium a couple of times. I like that game, actually, much better than uh, more intriguing than Tennessee Martin and Southern. and uh, Yeah, just a tad, so I'm excited. Every year, shouldn't we? Just when, the, uh, when these teams get good, how, how neat it will be. Hey, so that, Well, we're not talking Blue Demons this week. The reason Lauren Tate and I are huddled in this studio is because I asked Lauren to come up with his favorite Illinois basketball teams. I got my five favorites since I came here, <laughs> and I've got a couple others before. I know I, you're cheating. I asked Lauren for five, and yeah, he showed well, me a list of like eight or nine. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to name five from the time for 51 years that I've been covering Illinois basketball. Okay, I'm 51. Gonna name, I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick five. Lauren, but I'm, I'm going to cheat on you a little bit, obviously, because I was involved with Illinois sports a long time before I became. I came to work here. What kind of shoes were they wearing 50 <laughs> years ago? Was it Chuck Taylor's? Uh, probably. Were they? Yeah, probably. You know, I don't remember. I, you know, shoes became real important later when when Jordan got involved, mm-hmm. I guess, and put his name on them. But in those days, we just bought a pair of tennis shoes and put them on. Didn't think about All it. All right. You Didn't know. have leg, uh, the the things they wear in well, their legs Well, there were knee now. pads in there those were. days. Some, right. But I, I don't think, I don't remember wearing them. But I, some people wore knee pads because... You fall on the floor, you skin your knee. You know? And there were actual belts on the shorts, right? Am I probably? I think yes, so. at one time. All right. <laughs> well, you know, uh, 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 the balls weren't molded in those days either. They were like a football. You had straps. You know, I mean, you had uh, uh, you had to be careful how you bounce the ball because you don't want to bounce on the on That's the wrong crazy. side. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. The best ball I ever had. I mean, you know, back in those days, was laced. A lace ball, just like football. Do you miss those old backboards, the <laughs> <laughs> the ones that I, I grew up watching the high school finals at the assembly hall, right? And this was from St. Louis. Shoot they, they the used ball to shoot. In the, into the basket, and the, and the backboard won't matter, right? <laughs> you don't, So you don't miss those curved backboards? <laughs> oh, well, I don't know. I, I never think about that. But, but I'm going to tell you. All right, back to the purpose of this. Well, Tate lines I'm, I'm gonna, I, I, so I told you I'm going to cheat because right. you've got to remember, in 19, what made me an Illinois fan? What made me really get involved with Illinois basketball? In 1949-50, I was on the freshman team at the University of Illinois. I knew all the guys that were on the team. We practiced against them. And, and in fact, after my freshman year, when I was go, moving up to my senior year, I spent a, a lot of time guarding uh, Jim Bredar 
who was a star on, of the 1951 team, or uh, actually the 52 team that went to the Final Four. The 51 team, my roommate was Don Sunderledge. Uh, we were SIG Epps, and uh, Ted Beach played on that team. Beach and Sunderledge were the only seniors on that team in 51. They went 13-1 and in the Big Ten, mm-hmm. went to the Final Four, lost to Kentucky 76-74, and my roommate, Sunderledge, missed a driving play at the end of that game that would have tied it. Was he fouled? Oh, sure. <laughs> but it wasn't called. But anyway, um, that's when I really became very much involved with Illinois basketball, being you know a friend of the players. And mm-hmm. Bemorris was a good friend. Uh, Irv Bemorris was a good friend. Uh, Clive Falmer was a good friend. They were in my class. Right. And Bredar also. And uh, as I said, the next year they went to the Final Four. Now, in 1956, I was not here. But that was a great team, and I'm just going to bring it up because they were ranked, and you're not going to believe this, they were ranked number two in the nation going into the final week of the season and did not make the final four mm. and did not make the NCAA tournament because they got knocked off by Iowa and only one team from the Big Ten win in those days. And uh, that team, 1956, with the Judson Twins, Ridley, Bonsal, Ole, Harv Schmidt, really a really good team. And they lost at Iowa, and they lost the final game, right. 83-82 to Northwestern up there and fell and did not qualify for the tournament. That's crazy to think they were ranked that highly. Yeah. And not, uh, they were a national title contender yeah. and didn't get in the tournament. Well, you lost to Iowa by 24. That's right, 96-72. Iowa was really good, and they were made up of a bunch of players from Illinois who were really – and they were, they were very good, but Illinois fell apart in that game. And then they lost the final game to Northwestern. They lost three of the last four games yeah. and fell out a number two in the nation and didn't make the tournament. But No more cheating. Let's go to the, the, okay. the teams that matter. So, again, we've asked Lauren Tate for his five favorite Illini basketball teams. I take it this year's is not on that list. Not yet. Not yet. There's time. <laughs> I like that. But I will tell you that I'm a, I'm a lot more uh, mentally associated with Former teams way, going way back because I was so much closer to those teams than I am now. Mm-hmm. I'm not close like I was then. The 1969 team, 68-69, Harv Smith's team that was 19-5, and five, I was really close to Harv. Uh, I, we reached, in January, we reached number four in the nation. Uh, he was at the peak of his popularity. They, the, the fans cheered for him. That team, Scholes, Miller, Jackson, Harrison Price were... Great guys, and, and uh, uh, just it was a team that was very close. And, and uh, as a matter of fact, when, uh, when, we, when Harv recruited Jackson, I actually went into the home with him. You can't, I couldn't do that now, but I rode to Chicago with him. We went in the home, and I listened to the entire uh, affair of, the, of, of his recruitment. And he came down and was the starting center for Illinois. So what's on, the pitch? What was the pitch? Well, I... I think the main pitch was to the mother. I, I, okay. That's what I recall, and and I think he. I, I remember him sitting on the couch and and Harf talking to the mother and how great the education would be and and uh, what a good team they were going to have and uh, it was just a, a, a typical uh, approach. I think that you always got to sell the mother, right? Right. And uh, and so he came down and and Harrison transferred from Georgia, I believe it was, or Alabama, I guess it was. And uh, Mike Price was here. He was he had been recruited by uh, Harry Combs out of Indianapolis, and Fred Miller came from uh, Pekin, and and uh, Schultz came from Decatur. And uh, Schultz had a really good career here, 
And uh, so the 69 team with Harv was a, was a big favorite of mine. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to jump all the way into the Lou Henson era because things kind of fell apart for Harv and right. didn't go so well for Bartow. And Real that, quick, that 69 team, what was the atmosphere like at the assembly? Hall oh, it was wild. Then? It Absolute, was. Oh, abs- oh yeah, Harv, Harv, they packed it. Yeah, really? it was really, really. Yeah, that, that was uh, that, the only thing that the problem that 69 team had, they couldn't beat Purdue. Um, and Purdue ran up a number of victories against Harvey. He, he never beat him, mm-hmm. I don't think, during his entire coaching career. Could you smoke in the assembly hall Ma- back then? Oh, yeah. Could you? Uh, Harv smoked, yeah, before games. Not during the games. Well, no. I don't, I don't know about people in the stands. Right. That's too All far right. back. But Rick Mount was, was a nemesis in those days. Okay. And, and Illinois could beat everybody in the Big Ten except Rick Mount and Purdue. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what kept him out of the tournament, of course. But, uh, okay, 69, I jumped 15 years ahead to 1983-84 because that's when uh, Illinois uh, won the Big Ten, shared the Big Ten uh, title with Purdue. That was the Douglas Winners and Doug Altenberger mm-hmm. team. And uh, that was the team that helped change some of the rules of basketball in that we went to the final uh, Elite Eight, mm-hmm. had to play Kentucky at Kentucky. At Rupp. And the, and at Rupp. And I think the feeling was that uh, – it was unfair to play the, uh, a game at that point in the tournament on a home on a home court, uh, as was the case with Kentucky. And they won that game 54-51 with a questionable call toward the end uh, on a traveling call at midcourt that Bruce Douglas forced and um, wasn't called. And um, that 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 team, I think, probably was up to that point was Lou's best team. How devastated was Lou after? Falling short to Kentucky in those odd oh. circumstances. Well, I mean, I think Lou was very upset. I mean, everybody was, and and we were furious over the fact that we had to. We liked to play them in Champaign, you know, mm-hmm. they, but they got to play us in in at Rupp, and you, you, uh, the atmosphere there is. There's a reason why there's an advantage to having the home court. There's a reason why teams have a better record at home than they have on the road. So you don't want to carry that over into tournaments. And the NCA figured that out after that year, and that was the, the reason why the the ruling was changed, and and everybody plays on a neutral court now. Team won twenty six games, uh, a lot of familiar uh, faces on that. The leading scorer was the leading scorer was oh boy, that would have been a balanced team. Uh, I, it's I, very balanced. Yeah, I think I I don't think it definitely wasn't Douglas. From winners. Uh, I would say Ephraim, All yeah. Right. I was going to say Ephraim. Altenberger had some points on that yep, team, too. Three, uh, three Altenberger, Douglas, and Winters all averaging double figures. That, Fun to watch. You, there were four years there where Winters and Douglas played together and won more games up to, up to, up to D. Brown. Mm-hmm. They won more games at Illinois than any other players ever. And the, the other thing that I didn't bring up was that Winters – was injured going into the Kentucky game. And I know that, that I remember that Rod Cardinal stayed up with him virtually the night before the game trying to get his leg ready to play, and uh, he was not 100%. And that was another factor in, in losing that game. Lou Henson had an incredible bad luck in playoff tournament games, L- not uh, e- either losing... Uh, a two-pointer, a one-pointer, a, you know, uh, uh, having a, a wide-open shot by Norman against Austin P. I mean, there's just so many 
games that just went right to the wire for one reason or another, and, and, and he, didn't, he didn't have much luck except mm-hmm. for the 89 team, of course, that went to the Final Four. And I guess that's where we're going. Uh, the fly, uh, Flying Illini uh, in 89 was the best team ever in my book. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll argue with those that want to choose 2005 because 2005 was 37-2 is a pretty good record. Right. And, and uh, the only thing I would say about 89 is that the competition in the Big Ten was extraordinary. We, Illinois played one ranked team after another. This was a series of, uh, this, this was the culmination of three years, 87, 88, and 89. Uh, those were really good teams. Lowell Hamilton, of course, Bardo and Gill on those teams, uh, Larry Smith, they played on all three. The, Hamilton, Bardo, Gill, and Smith played on all three teams, 87, 88, and 89. Now, you know Nick Anderson and Battle didn't. Battle was a transfer from Northern, and Nick Anderson only played three years and and actually only played two years. He, he was ineligible his first year, sat it out, played two great years, and then turned pro. And, um, and you know the Flying Illini story. I and mean, then got came out of the Minneapolis uh, regional up there to, to reach the Final Four, beat some really good teams. Syracuse was really good at that time. Right. Missouri was really good at that time. Those games in, in St. Louis, uh, unlike the last couple, uh, were really huge. Eight times, Lorne, that team scored more than 100 points. Yeah, and I can't imagine that today. A woman contacted me uh, uh, several months ago because I, I brought up the thing on, on radio one day. I thought, I wonder how many dunks the 1989 team, and she said, I know. She says, I've got the information. I said, so, okay, well, it's hearsay, right? I mean, I, I don't know if she knows or not, but she said seven per game. <laughs> Is that right? I don't think that could, that's too many, isn't it? They know. certainly had seven or eight, nine, ten in some games, but battle was always dunking. Gill loved to dunk. Uh, Anderson dunk. Hamilton dunked. I mean, this was a Duncan. This mm-hmm. was a Duncan team. What these guys do off the court? You know, were they campus favorites? They uh, oh, yeah. or do they keep to themselves? Or oh, were no, they? No, these guys were heroes. There's no question. Right. Uh, Bardo, Gill, Gill was. Now that was the year that Gill missed a whole bunch of games. What was it? Eighteen games right. or something uh, because of that. That uh, shin, not shin splint, but a but a uh, hairline fracture. Uh, in the Georgia Tech game, mm-hmm. and Georgia Tech was good then too. Yeah. So uh, they they had some bad luck w- when uh, Gill was out, but when he was on the team, they had never lost a game when Gill was on the team until Michigan beat Michigan twice badly that year, and then get get to Seattle and and uh, lost a two pointer. You talked to Lou today. Bring up that game. Well. Illinois had some turnovers. Illinois made some mistakes. Uh, Illinois had another situation, and this sounds like an excuse, but Hamilton was hurt. First of all, Battle was hurt in Minneapolis, but he recovered. Mm -hmm. And I think Battle was okay, but Hamilton hurt his leg, and he wasn't okay. It was like the the winner's thing. I think that Hamilton might have taken like, and and, and I don't have the box score in front of me, but he might have taken seven shots and missed them all. I, he just didn't have a very good game. Bad, uh, Bardo did not have a good game in that one. He had a, way too many turnovers and, and uh, mistakes in that game. And it was a game where Illinois just didn't play their best. And then right at the end of the game with the score tied, uh, an air ball was shot by uh, Michigan from the corner and it was rebounded back in over Nick Anderson, who uh, just misjudged uh, 
it actually got shoved out of the way, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, the basket was made, and that was the two-point win for Michigan after Illinois had just totally dominated Michigan earlier. Well, I'd say a lot of fans agree with you as that being one of their favorite teams. Well, it's one today. of the top two for sure. Okay. Now, I'm going to go to 1998, and the reason I'm going to go to that team is greatest overachievers. Sure. Five seniors. Let me tell you who those seniors were, okay? okay? You had Jerry Hester, who was a fifth-year guy. He had been uh, redshirted because of a knee injury. You had Turner, who was a throw-in on the bryant Notre recruiting out of Simeon. Lou wasn't even going to take Turner, but the coach at that time asked him to take Turner along with Notre. And uh, so we brought Notre in thinking Bryant Notre would be a star. Turner was just a throw-in, and he, he turned out to be a much better player. The, the, one of the forwards was a walk-on, Johnson, uh, as I said, all-senior team. Hellman, the late uh, mm-hmm. Matt Hellman, was too short, but he, he made his way and, and became a terrific jump shooter. And then Jared G., Jerry G., and that was the team. Hester, Turner, Johnson, G., Hellman won the Big Ten. you believe that? Uh, I, I was here then, Lauren. And I remember their early struggles. I think that made it even more of a, an accomplishment. They were at one point eight and five. And they more. were trying to make up for the absence of uh, Kawan Garris, who had just graduated the previous year. I mean, their best player was gone. And, and, and these seniors just came together. They had a great s- system defensively where uh, Kruger was a, a really a good strategist, mm-hmm. still is, by the way. And Kruger would have the team in a man-to-man for the first 20 seconds of the shot clock, approximately. And then Johnson would make out some call, and they would fall into a zone. I mean, they would actually change defense in the middle of a possession. Have you seen anybody do that lately? That, that was unique. And they just simply got the best out of what they had. They, they went as far as they could. They won the Big Ten. Crazy. They didn't get ranked until uh, late February. Yeah. I mean, nobody thought well, they snuck in the rankings. Well, you start out eight and five, you're not going to get ranked, are you? Anyway, that team, Lauren, uh, did okay in the Big Ten tournament. So right? I've named you four teams: 1969 with Harv and that team with uh, with Miller and Scholes, the '84 team with um, Winters and Douglas, the '89 team, Flying Illini, the '98 team, Greatest Overachiever. Now, you know where I'm going next, right? Right there. Thirty-seven no. <laughs> and two, two thousand five. All right, D. Darren and the gang, and I don't know what there is to say about that. Uh, they um, just had a tremendous run. Uh, it was a, they had that impossible ninety eighty-nine comeback win over Arizona at Rosemont. Uh, by the way, that Rosemont is where we play Northwestern in a couple of weeks on a Friday right. night. Uh, but anyway, they reached the final four and won the uh, and reached the championship game. And then what what happened? Augustine, starting center, was limited to, what, seven minutes because of the uh, excessive foul calls, and the Illini gave up way too many free throws and, and lost the championship game to somebody called North Carolina. Yeah. I'd like to, I'd like Did to they ta- go to class that year, by the way? <laughs> I'd like to take you back a year, though, Lauren, okay. before this team. And yeah. There was a loss at Northwestern. Bruce Weber's first year, things were a right bit shaky, yeah, and right at that point, people were wondering, "What did we do?" Yeah, right. Yeah, with uh, we need to get rid of this coach. <laughs> this team isn't working. Well, and then what happened? I don't know. They just came came together. I okay. I don't. You mean that was the previous year? Yeah. Then? 
Well, when you have D and Darren at the guards, you've got something going for you. And, and uh, you've got to remember something. Uh, Darren, this was his junior year, and he was just evolving into a scorer. If you look back on his freshman year, he only averaged five or six points a game. And he wasn't, he wasn't near the, uh, the touted recruit that D was. Right. But Darren came on strong in and, and, and that season, and, and they just came together. I, I thought that uh, everybody contributed on that team, and, and they, just, they, they, ran the, they got the ball down the court in a hurry. They were good shooters, good three-point shooters, and, and uh, just th- that was a loaded team. Gosh, that was a long time ago. Yeah. Lauren, what happened? Well, recruiting happened. Okay. The recruiting uh, fell apart under uh, Weber, and Gross was never able to get it going again. I mean, the teams with the best players win. I mean, that's pretty much it, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, I understand that you need a system and all that sort of thing, but the teams with the best, with the best players win, and, and Illinois is trying to get back into that the situation where they've, where they've got better players. That, that, that's, that's the secret to everything. All right, here's uh, here's what I take out of your top five list. There's not a Bill Self coach team in there. Oh, my. How did I do that? Yeah, I'm asking you that, Lauren. Well, what should, the heck? How can go, you do that? Well, let's just say the 2005 team was recruited by Bill Self. Well, that doesn't count. <laughs> that doesn't count a bit. How about, Lauren, the 2001 team, which in the famous foul-plagued Regional final against Arizona. Yeah. Fell short of the final four. Yeah. But that was kind of the team. That was Bill Self's first team, right? Why does the number 56 come to my mind? Did it, For did fouls? It, yeah, from that year. Did, did they shoot 56 free throws against us? Well, I remember <laughs> Bill Walton calling that game on TV. And I don't think <laughs> Illinois fans have uh, yeah. gotten over that yet yeah. for some reason. Well, I think Lou Dolson set that. Set that up with a previous game, right. which uh, you know maybe uh, Lucas Johnson got a little bit uh, exuberant, and mm-hmm. uh, he was he was warning the uh, the, the officials that uh, Lucas was taking charges and we were fouling too much, right. and and you know what he must have got through to him. They uh, shot a bunch. All right, Lauren, I love going down memory lane with you. That's yeah, fun. Uh, how long until Brad Underwood uh, gets on this list? Well, I it isn't going to be this year. I mean, they're in the process. They're in a process, the same as football is. They're they're evolving and developing, and and uh, I I've got great confidence in him. But look, the team has that you see on the court has lost four of its top five scores from last year. Coleman Land's last three others graduated. Uh, Hill's gone. You know, Abrams is gone. Uh, Morgan's gone. Now the the guys that weren't on, that weren't good enough to beat them out last year are now playing, except for Black. And I think they got one really good solid player in, in Leron Black. And everybody else is trying to figure out what's happening. And everybody else is taking a much strong, a much greater role. And it's going to be a tough season, and no question. The Big Ten is up this year. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, not just Michigan State, but there are a lot of good teams in the Big Ten, more than enough to fill the seven or eight positions that they'll get in the NCAA. Right. And so it's going to be tough for Illinois. To as good as 89? No. Big 10? No. No. 89 was unbelievable. There were more good teams in the Big 10 in 89 than ever. Mm-hmm. That may not be a good statement, but I have to go back and check everything. But 89 was really good. All right. 
that whole late 80s. Uh, yeah. That's when the Big Ten really yep. made a name for itself in basketball. Yep, really did. Maybe we're headed back that way. Next week, or maybe down the road, maybe we'll ask Lauren his five worst teams to Ooh, cover. <laughs> There's a trouble. few options. You're going to get me in trouble. <laughs> anyway, All Lauren, right. as always, uh, appreciate it. Uh, looking forward to more of your knowledge next Thank Wednesday. You. Very good. Thank you.